0: up to you and me to shine a guiding light and lead the way United by our cause we have the power to pursue what we believe we'll achieve the realization of our dreams hello and welcome to this week's episode of New Horizons I'm Vaughn Benison thanks for your company. This week, we feature part two on the session on accessible voting from the BCA Connect held on the 29th of May. Here's Jennifer Parry. So I'd like to now move on to our second speaker, Susan Thompson. Welcome,
1: Susan. We we use the term um, independent, uh, secret, independent and verifiable voting. I'd like to add one to this, and that is informed voting. And I'm going to refer to this... Um, concept as accessible voting just because it's going to save a um, number of words in a bit of time. But, um, you know, it's true what Stephen said this morning that, you know, you are, I am, you are, we are Australian, but we're not quite. We don't have yet a universal accessible vote, um, which I believe is one of, a fundamental element of being Australian. Australians do have the right and responsibility to vote and most Australians assume they can do it in secret, independently, verifiably and be informed as to how they want to vote. Um, And explicitly or implicitly, electoral commissions do have a role in facilitating an informed electorate. So we see sighted people getting access to a plethora of information about uh, candidates, Uh, party platforms and the how to vote cards that are handed out on polling day. I note that we have the UN convention asserting our rights to participation in the political process, the Disability Discrimination Act talking about making it unlawful to um, treat us less favourably in the provision of goods and services and the administration of commonwealth laws and programs. And it's also hard to imagine that politicians really don't want 380,000 of the votes from our community. So where are we, what progress have we made towards realizing this goal of accessible voting? Um, Looking back to 2007, the, the 2007 election, the federal government made a great step forward in a trial of accessible voting, which I'm sure many of us remember, Fondly, Um, and um, many of the much of the feedback that I've heard, you know, since then has been, well, are we going to have you know voting like we did in 2007? Um, Then these joint standing committee committee on electoral matters decided it was too costly, despite the fact that they'd only implemented it in twenty only 29. um, holding places around Australia and it was the first time and you normally don't expect that you build a ramp and people come. Um, So then they took a step backward and implemented as the only option human assisted in a call centre voting and although I've heard people say that this or that um, call centre operator was great at helping them vote, it hasn't been with the same kind of fervour and sense of liberation that people expressed after the 2007 election. Um, needless, nevertheless, we don't. We no longer see that as our um, preferred model. Which brings us to what is our preferred model or gold standard. So I'm going to change that song that Stephen referred to this morning, which is incidentally one of my favourite songs, and say. Um, um, we vote, I vote, we are from New South Wales. Um, and um, needless to say, I'm from New South Wales and have used I vote on a number of occasions. How did our, I vote eventuate? Well, one amongst us named Darren Fiddler, who's a blind lawyer from New South Wales, lodged a successful dis- discrimination complaint with the New South Wales Anti-Discrimination Board that he had not been given a braille ballot for the 2004 New South Wales election. Um, This this brought about the rapid introduction for the 2008 local government election of Braille voting and the rapid development and legislative um, uh, um, processes necessary to introduce iVote in the 2011 election. The the iVote system is um, basically the the iVote is the back end, which is accessed by various um, different means, and it's those means I think that are most relevant to us today. Um, uh, there are a number of processes, um, relevant processes, from the point of you know enrolling to. You, um, to registering that, I'll, that I won't deal with now, I'll focus on these various means. Um, so in 2011, um, uh, we, we saw as an accessible web interface that you could access either through uh, your computer or your smartphone. And we saw um, telephone IVR voting which um, utilised the telephone keypad, keypad and, and spoken, um, uh, spoken information to allow you to, to navigate, hear the candidates, make his selections, review your selections, and sub- submit your vote. Uh, in 2015, they introduced the third option, which is the human assistant in a call centre option. And although this is absolutely not, um, and I speak to the federal government as well, not a secret vote, it, it, it is anonymous and does provide a, another option for those people unable to uh, use the internet or um, are not comfortable with using the telephone keypad to do things. Um, The um, I'm just the other thing about about this is it, it it does give that option for people who don't want another a friend or relative to have to be in, involved uh, in the vote. Um, when you're registering, you get um, provided with a registration number and a PIN that you nominate. Um, and that then gives you access to your ballot on the um, internet or the telephone system or that gives access to the telephone um, assistant um, to your ballot as well. Uh, When you're finished, you get a receipt number which allows you to verify that your vote has been received um, which gives you confidence, you know, that you've actually been counted. And you're able to use your own familiar technology. Um, So for me, um, I just just love iVote because it does enable you to use your own technology. Um, It can take more time than you would feel um, at liberty to do with somebody helping you in a polling place. You can avoid the challenges of going out and navigating to the polling place, or getting assistance once you're there, which makes it very um, COVID-safe. Um, of course, it's um, if you're one of the one of these people who feel that voting is a family activity. I'm, I'm not one of them. Um, um, you can vote on 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 friday night and go out with your family to the polling booth on saturday um, but for me it just um enables you know it just it's just enabling me to get the job done um the um uh Sorry, I just have lost my Perkins. Brailler was playing up this morning. I think um, we've got some. I'm going to cut this a little short to enable some questions. But I think um, one of the challenges that we've got is that we've um, we've got a, a bit of a constant threat of um, concerns about security. But the sector, I would have to say, a pretty uniform. Um, in working, you know, wanting to continue to work with the New South Wales Electrical Commission to, um, to overcome, you know, continually address these, these concerns, um, which have had the tendency to compromise the accessibility and usability of the system to an extent. Um, I think the other big challenge is actually um, getting the electoral commissions to accept that um, doing something concrete to provide us access to um, candidate um, party information as well as how to vote cards is not about, um, you know, compromising their neutrality or, you know, whether or not politicians will, you know, like them um providing that information. It's it's about um, that responsibility of facilitating an informed electorate. Um, and there are really lots of ways that could be achieved. Um, so I'd like to leave it there because I want people to have the opportunity to interact with the subject.
0: Thanks. And just before we finish up today, Blind Citizens Australia is looking for a new policy and advocacy team leader. You will have heard by now that Ricky Chaplin resigned his position some weeks ago. This role uh, is still open and it will be open for another couple of weeks. So if you're interested and have some skills and experience in advocacy and or policy... And you believe you have uh, management skills or team leading skills and you're comfortable representing BCA on uh, all sorts of forums and uh, government representation to do with policy and advocacy, then have a look at the BCA website, bca.org.au. The job ad is up there and and will be up there until the successful applicant has been located. So if that sounds like you, get your application in quickly. In the meantime, if you'd like to contact BCA, bca.org.au, as I said before, is the website. If you'd like to call them, one 33 660 1800 33 660 Or you can email bca at bca.org.au, bca at bca.org.au. I'll talk to you again next week. We'll achieve the realisation of a dream. The dream.